The answer is 2025. What is the question? Uh, how many is too many? <laughs> <laughs> this is actually a public service announcement. So I got caught speeding again recently. <laughs> All right. Next one. The answer is the Wiggles. What is the question? Uh, what is the best music for lovemaking? <laughs> Welcome back to Critical Banter, where we take the best bits from your favorite late night shows and pack them into a podcast. We have a very special episode today. Our guest, Dan Cawthorn, is coming in, Sydney comedian. With him, we'll obviously be reaching around him as per usual. Mm. We'll also be playing the fan favorite game, which we haven't done on the podcast for a while. What is the question? Keen. Before that, to wrap the week, we've got me and Miguel. No Kush once again. <laughs> when is he coming back? <laughs> who knows? Who, who fucking knows? But we have Senny. Hello. And Rohit. G'day, g'day. Boys, this week, um, quick one. I went to a, a, a wedding. So my friend's sister got married and uh, we were like all reminiscing about the first time we met this person. We met yeah. this sister, blah, blah, blah. So like I met her just at his house one day. Yeah. A couple of other boys uh, got tutored by her mum. Oh, and okay. so the first time that she walked through her house, yeah. they got tutored at the house. Everyone was like, oh, like this must be like a tutoring student. Yeah. But one of the guys thought she was really hot oh, and was no. and was to the brother being like, bro, that chick is the hottest brown girl I've ever seen in my life. Like Jesus I've never Christ. seen anything like it, like kicking him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then my mate turns at him, <laughs> looks at him and is like, bro, that's my sister. <laughs> <laughs> then turns out this has happened not once, but twice. Oh my so God. One, of the other, one of the other boys, so they were playing futsal, right? And then this guy called Nick yeah. is walking across the futsal field and sees this brown girl in the stands, yeah. Maddie's sister. Yeah. And is like, runs back to the lads and he's like, boys, like literally the hottest girl is in the stands right now watching our game. <laughs> and then Maddie- whose sister it was, is just running, like leading the pack of the boys, running, oh, running, running, no. looks over at who he's talking about, sees his oh. sister, his fat ass turns around, looks at, the, <laughs> looks at these other boys who are also just like 14 and like eyes wide open, knowing that they're just about to objectify his sister. <laughs> uh, you hate to say it, but I was just thinking like, I'm kind of glad I didn't have a sister. Send you have a sister, got any yeah. of that? No, nah, thankfully not from you guys. No, to Thank be fair, Lord. you did you hide her away. Her yeah, away. good because you're fiends. <laughs> I was just thinking how difficult it would be to have a sister because, like, it's just an easy joke for a high schooler to make. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. I mean, we did it all the time to some of our other friends. So we also do it to people's mums. <laughs> oh, yeah, Drew, my mum. Oh, Rohit's mum, the biggest target. <laughs> what number are we up to now? Oh, no, nah, no. Nah, it's, uh, it's a stay think, tuned. So yeah, for those, you know, some of our newer listeners, mm. we've been slowly releasing Rohit's mum's mobile number, <laughs> digit by digit over the past two years. And I believe- Non-consensually. We are up to the sixth digit. So, you know, stay tuned. There's a four more to go, you know, so you definitely want to be- Get your pen and paper back exactly. out. Exactly. You know, it's been a while. But not for, not for a while, you know, we've got to keep the- Listeners on their toes. We want to keep them listening as well. So the sixth digit. <laughs> no, dude, please. Oh, there is actually one person on the pod in the TCB Appreciation Society who has re-listened to every single episode and has been meticulously writing down the digits. Yeah, he DM'd me as well, this person. Did he yeah. oh my He's God. a very keen listener. So I'll, I like to update him before, the week before. I'm like, oh, this week we'll be saying a number. So make sure you tune in. Oh, so you give him a heads He's up. He's getting inside information, yeah. Oh, you can't be doing that. A <laughs> <laughs> uh, quick one for me, boys. Um, so we are recording this on Australia Day. So it's a public holiday. Australia Day. Yeah, sorry, Invasion Day. Mm. We'll, get, we'll get to that. Um, 
But no, so I live very close to you, Manny, like literally a five minute drive. And in that five minute drive this morning, I got stopped for an RBT. And so it's a Wednesday. Who the fuck goes out drinking on a Tuesday night to get caught on a Wednesday morning mm. for drink driving? To be fair though, next day is a public holiday, you know? Tuesday night, night, you just get on the piss until 5 a.m. Yeah. You sleep. Midday onwards, you go to the beach or something. Uh, you drive in there. You're true, on the piss. True. But so it is double demerits. And it is, is it? Yeah. It's a public, public holiday. Public holiday, yeah. Ah. So uh, thank you. I'll be careful today. <laughs> so I was driving, as I normally do, I drive with my phone in my hand. <laughs> so I was driving up to the RBT. <laughs> as you do. And I thought I would just get, you know, because they, they were like, there was a couple of cars there. So I'm like, oh, like they're probably not going to stop me. So I just kept driving. Yeah. And then. At the last second, the police guy like ushered me in mm. and I had my phone literally in my hand. And so as I'm turning, I literally dropped my phone onto the floor. Yeah. I come up and I put my window down. I'm like, hi, sir. <laughs> I don't know if he saw me drop the phone. And then I drove up and he's like, oh, mate, how have you been? Like, have you had anything to drink? I'm like, brother, it's 9 a.m. <laughs> and I'm like, no, I've had a coffee. Does that count? And he had a good laugh. And he's like, I'm just going to need you to count to one to 10. So I'm like, one, two, three, four. I got to about five. And he's like, yeah, all right, good to go. I'm like, what was the point? It was seconds never reached 10. I've yeah. never reached 10. He just never. like, what was the point? Like he wasted a minute of my life with that. Scared me shitless with the phone as well. I'll <laughs> damage my phone. How dare he do his job <laughs> keeping the road safe. Why do you drive with your phone in your hand? Yeah, you know, that's a bit of, bit of spice to your <laughs> Maybe driving, also because you, know? you were calling him this morning. <laughs> yeah, probably. Begging to know yeah, where he was. Ro was also calling me. That's actually <laughs> true. You were calling me when it did happen. So have, have you turned off Do Not Disturb? Because I can actually go through on the first Yeah, I didn't have days. on Do Not Disturb because I knew, you know, time was of the essence this morning. So <laughs> I knew enough. there was a time where you might need to call me. So I did turn it off. But yep. didn't pick up. So. If I didn't get fine, Ro, you were going to be paying that. <laughs> you. No way. <laughs> actually, speaking of, I um, this is actually a public service announcement. So- I got caught speeding again recently <laughs> <laughs> in, again. in November of last year. Um, dude, I was doing 67 in a 60. That's not fucking speeding, bro. Mm, that's not. Was it clocked to 67 by the camera or whatever? Or yeah, you, it was like, it was one of those bastard um, mobile speed cameras. So like he didn't, so I didn't know he was there. There was no like, right. you know how they used to put the sign saying, oh, mo mobile speed camera coming up. He had nothing. Mm. So I saw him last second. I think I was getting 70, but I slammed the brakes. And when they got me, it was like 67, right. which is, not speeding, dude. That's like fucking barely anything. It's like one to 10 over. Yeah. And so- Bit of leeway. What's the leeway? Three? I thought it was one to 10 was the leeway. I no, thought- No, I'm up to five. I, I think. think it's five. I heard it was 10%. So if it's like 60, so 66. So it would have been 66. So I just got done. 70, 77. I don't know, but that's just what I've heard. As, as well on your definitive. car, it would say like, you've gotten 70 plus, no? No, that's no. how it works. Your car oh, speedometer okay. is always higher than the actual speed. Yeah. So you're looking at the speedo and your yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. You're probably going 75 probably, realistically. Yeah. 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 Gentleman's 80 probably. Yeah. Yeah. Reaching on. 85. So, so anyway, the the car's registered under my dad's name. So the letter comes home. And oh, it's for my fantastic. Dad. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, what the fuck? I don't remember driving in Carlingford. <laughs> Maybe you should remember dad. You know? Why then, are you forgetting? So then what happens is you can actually change the name, right? And then once you change the name, you actually get issued a new letter. So my fine was technically due on January 7th. Mm. On January 7th, I changed the name mm. to mine. And then I got a new letter the week after. And now it's due Feb 10th, mid-Feb. Oh, fantastic. We'll, so just go, realized, we'll just go around the block. I'm just going to do the merry-go-round. I'm going to put it for every <laughs> other driver in my house and I'll be getting an extra three, four months. Okay, put me on there one day. And I'll, I'll be put him on. delaying justice as long as I can. <laughs> 
Have you ever heard of anyone going to court to fight a fine? Yeah, one of our friends went um, and he perjured himself in court. <laughs> Local district Parramatta court. <laughs> and he told, sold him some sob story about how he was a carer and he needed to drive. Yeah. Actual fact, there was four drivers in his house. <laughs> each of them had a car. Brother really didn't have any reason to have a car, but he, he managed to like overturn the suspension of his license. Was this? No, because I remember, I don't remember which time he got, he got fined. <laughs> I think it's the second time he got suspended. But there was one where he got caught driving to a location. <laughs> yes. And then got caught on the same camera driving back <laughs> from that location. Yeah. <laughs> you got to win an award or something like that. That's uh, impressive. That's Darwin Award is what you're winning. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'll, I'll be changing the name again. And yeah, they'll be getting my sweet money in next financial year. If any of you out there would like a letter from Sen. That was my PSA. <laughs> if you do get caught, just keep changing the names. You get an extra month every time. All right, boys, very special guest on the podcast this week. Firstly, some numbers because, you know, we are, if anything, defined just by our numbers. Nice. So 2.3 million likes and 85,000 followers on TikTok and 3,700 Instagram followers. Welcome to the podcast, Sydney comedian, Dan Cawthorn. G'day. How you going? I'm Dan. Thanks for having me on the pod. Episode 137. That's amazing. <laughs> that's it. Are we actually up to 137? Yeah, we are. Our guest knows more about yeah. us than we do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, like you guys said, I mean, you're defined by your numbers. So, uh, oh, always turn the tables on us. 100%. To start off every um, episode, what we like to do with our guest is we like to go through what your rarest moment is. So, rare is basically, you know, what is your most quirky or weirdest moment where you've just done something that's just so strange and so out there that mm. it just needs to be told to our listeners. 100%. Um, I, 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 I've never reflected on my own actions so much. <laughs> I was like, and I was thinking, I was just like, oh, no, I'm, a weird, I'm a bit of a weird dude. I do a lot of weird stuff. Um, but I, I, don't know, I, 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 I kind of had a moment a couple of weeks ago. It's not like something that I do, but it's something that I kind of experienced growing up, I guess. Mm. And now I had this big revelation the other day. So I'm, I'm really tall, as you may have noticed from the clips and stuff. Um, I'm like six foot four. My brother's like six foot five and a half. Do you round yeah, up to seven six foot? foot? My mum's just <laughs> under. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and so, and um, I guess like everyone's just always telling you you're tall and stuff and they feel short around you. And people used to come over to our house a lot and they always used to be like, man, I, f I fucking feel like a, a tiny, tiny person around your, your entire family. Why is that? I never actually realized for many, many years um, that when my parents built the house, they actually built all of the mirrors and all of the bench tops slightly higher. Oh, wow. So, so, so when you come over to my family house, everyone feels a little bit shorter, but it's only, it's not enough to notice. It's just enough to just feel a bit shorter. And I don't know if it's like a power thing that my parents did. So they would, they would, they would, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It sounds like you're gaslighting your guests. Yeah. Like you're not actually six yeah. feet. Yeah. yeah. You're just oompa loompas yeah, all yeah, around. Yeah. 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 Yeah, like, yeah. I was like, why is the fucking bench here? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I have, that's probably the most subtle power move I've ever heard. Mm. 
It's so subtle. Yeah, it's like um, that's the story, the twits by Roald Dahl, yeah. where, they, where they take the little bit, <laughs> like a centimeter at a time, off the legs of the chair, and make it seem like she's shrinking. <laughs> I haven't heard Roald yeah. Dahl. Yeah, in my <laughs> that's a musty reference. Yeah, from that's past. A, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's an old one. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I've seen about um, you know, stand up desks. Yeah, people have a little button on the side, like seeing that's the ultimate power move. If you're a CEO or a boss of a company, (laughs) and you have someone come into an interview, when they come into an interview, you get them to sit and then you raise your table up and you stand over them behind your sitting desk. You make them sit down and listen to whatever you got to tell them. That's ultimate power move. (laughs) Anyway, yeah, it was it was. um, I only found out like a year ago or something. Just came up. Yeah, because for you, it's regular size, right? Just for like your friends who walk around. Yeah, no, it's just like, yeah, I would go over to people's houses and be like, dude, wait, your bench is so fucking short. Yeah. <laughs> Any danger? <laughs> <laughs> so I just think you only found it last year. So you went about like 20 something odd years of your life just thinking that was normal. Just that, mm. that's regulation. That's height. regulation height. <laughs> yeah, standard. Yeah, I was like, this is, this is the standard. And then, uh, <laughs> Yeah, rudely, rudely shocked. <laughs> One of the many times in my life. <laughs> but yeah, that's I guess that's my rarest moment. Oh, there you go. I think that is quite rare. Yeah. One of the one, most rarest that we've heard, I have to say. And you mentioned that you are quite tall, six foot four, I believe. And has has being the tallest man in Australian comedy helped you in any way? Do you think it mm. helps with your comedy? Does it lend to any comedy from itself? And um, I yeah, actually, I wrote my like the first uh, stand up comedy joke I wrote was actually about being tall. Um, ah. which, which kind of worked. So I guess that was a lead into my set mm. um, and that kind of got me writing. So that was, it's just like a safe thing to fall back on. Um, I keep, I, I don't know. I just, because I'm tall and I have a mustache um, and I'm like a bit bogan, I get, uh, <laughs> I get, I get, um, I get uh, related to as like, I get called like Frenchie 2.0 all the time. Yeah. Like yeah. Yeah. Frenchie, Frenchie from Wish. <laughs> so, someone told me the other day I don't know if you know who Ru- Ruben um, so- 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 Soto Sotoropoulos yeah DM'd him the other day actually to get him on <laughs> oh really yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's like I want to track down that boy um, no someone told me I look like an old Ruben I love it. I can see it. I can actually see it. The other thing I get is Trevor Phillips from GTA. (laughs) (laughs) So, I don't know. I I don't know if it's open, maybe. (laughs) I'll rather that. (laughs) So, is this like your signature look then? The mustache, six foot four? Mm. Pretty much. Yeah. Um, Like, ever since I could grow, I can only grow facial hair here, here. So it's kind of, I was just kind of working with what I got. No, but I've always really wanted to grow a moustache. So as soon as I could grow one, I just started growing one. And it's been here ever since. Now I can't get rid of it because I don't know. It's the I don't look. even yeah. know what I look like. It's your identity yeah. at this point. Yeah. God forbid if I shave it off. <laughs> it's <was> everything. <laughs> so I guess, Dan, I guess we would be interested to know, like, how did you get started in comedy? And did you have the moustache to begin with? Or was that something that came in halfway through? Maybe you thought, oh, a month or th- two in, maybe I should spice it up. Need, need, a yeah. need a gimmick. Need a, yeah. November yeah. just never ended. <laughs> yeah, out of prop comedy, it's all based around it. <laughs> um, No, I got into, I've been doing acting for a long, long time. So I think my mom got me into an acting class when I was like eight and I loved it. So then I really got into acting and I did acting all through high school. And then in high school, me and Neil um, and some other people were doing theater sports kind of stuff. Um, so we did a lot of improv 
um, in that kind of respect. And then I left high school, kept on doing um, community theatre plays and stuff with um, the uh, Guild Theatre in Rockdale and Cronulla Arts Theatre as well, um, just because I was loving it and just performing for old people for a bit. And then I was at <laughs> work, uh, some hanging TVs in Brisbane one day on a work trip. Yeah. And, um, Neil gave me a call and asked me if I'd be interested in doing some improv again. And it was just like, it was like a 15 minute improv spot in this show that he was running. And then the improv just went so well that we just decided to, to keep it going. And now, and now the improv is like half of the show that we do, um, mm. that Neil, Dan and friends. So it's, yeah. And then once I was doing the improv, then I mean, a bit, Neil's kind of pushed me to do a bit more, um, stand up and I've actually found that really fun. I didn't really like it at the start. I was really uncomfortable doing it because mm-hmm. I find it's um it's way easier to get up on stage and just play a character um and be judged on that character rather than get up on stage and and uh say pre-prepared jokes I guess that are based like that more a reflection of your personality and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Getting into it. Yeah, pretty good. Um, so you mentioned Neil, Dan and Friends is the show that you guys do. And so I think you said it was like half improv, half stand-up. Who's, whose idea was it to begin with? And where do you guys think you'll go with the show? Do you think you'll do more more sketch stuff or would you stick to the stand-up? Um, I think uh, – so I'll start off with the first thing, I guess, which is um, – I guess the, the, the show got made. It was originally, um, I guess, three stand-ups and that 15-minute improv thing. Um, and then I guess me and Neil over the first few months of the show kind of workshop those games to really make them our own. Um, and then between us kind of came up with more things to add. Mm-hmm. Um, then we started doing the sound stuff as well with Max Darry. Um, it's really another really good friend of ours. And, so, um, yeah, it's, the show's really just grown and grown and grown. So it's, uh, I guess to keep growing the show and, and changing it and making it different and, and interesting is, is kind of one of the big focuses, but, um, we've just, Started doing the monthly shows in Melbourne as well. Yeah. Um, and we've got a venue in Newcastle and a TBA uh, venue in Wollongong as well. So the big picture, big scheme and end goal, I guess, is to just have Neil Dan and friends in in um, every city across Australia. Eventually, do you want it to be Dan, Neil and friends? <laughs> Change around? Yeah, well, I've, I've, I've spoken about yeah, this several, several times, but uh, <laughs> uh, unfortunately, he's not ready to get on board with that one. <laughs> but we'll keep pushing, you know, yeah, we'll get 100%. it. 100%. We'll I'm, I'm team Dan, Neil and friends, mate. I'll come, yeah. I'll come watch once the name changes. Yeah, so... Um, you guys mentioned uh, that you guys took it down to Melbourne. How was that? I've I've heard that Melbourne crowds can often be a bit more a bit more woke, a bit more sensitive. How did you guys find that? And in general, in crowds in Australia, where do you find like the most rowdiest crowds? Where like sort of it's like a Nick Kyrgios match, and everyone's like kind of seeing and booing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've had, we haven't had too much booing at the shows, um, <laughs> uh, but uh, I guess I don't. Know, we've had some like wild, wild shows. Um, uh, in Sydney, I think with our biggest show, we had 110 people in there in like this tiny room and that was pretty wild and mm. people in tears and falling off seats and things. Um, <laughs> Melbourne, um, yeah, I was told that Melbourne Melbourne uh, comedy audiences were a bit more woke and and um, I guess didn't laugh as much as, as Sydney audiences. Sydney audiences kind of like, Get up there! You say the joke, fucking oath. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they just clap because you're because you're on a stage, and they're just like, "Yeah, he did it." And then, um, <laughs> and then I guess, and then I guess in um, like in Melbourne shows, 
kind of like they analyze the joke a little bit more and they Jeez. think about it and they go, oh, that was good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah a bit more classy, critical. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know. Our, our, our audience in Melbourne was unreal. Like, we, yeah, the, hearing the audience was right before we went out, we were just like, we knew it was going to be a good show. And it, and it was. It, it, went, it couldn't, couldn't have gone better, really. Mm. Um, so we really came to get back down there. I'm um, thinking we're down there on the 6th, which is coming up in 12, uh, 10 days or something. So, yeah, that'll be really exciting to get down there again. I went out to one um, comedy room while I was there, Staves, because we were at the Comics, la- uh, comics Lounge, mm. uh, and I did go to Staves to watch, like, uh, Pavey, and uh, I think Luke Kidger was there as well, do a set, um, and that was, uh, like, the crowds were the same as Sydney, I thought. Oh, okay. Decent. There you go. All right, Dan. I think we've gotten to know you pretty well, so I think we'll come to the serious part of the interview. Mm. So when I looked you up on, when I looked up Dan Cawthorn on Google, it says that you've been the chief financial officer for Pickles Auctions for the past two years. So I've got a couple of questions based on that. <laughs> Firstly, is it hard juggling comedy with a full-time CFO job? Must be. And how has comedy helped with being a CFO or vice versa? How has being a CFO helped with comedy? Uh, well, I guess the, the, the pickles that we sell, uh, <laughs> it's, it, it's, you know, when the comedy is not going too well, the pickle, pickle game is always going too uh, short. Always, no uh, yeah. keeps the bank afloat, which is good. And being chief financial officer, it makes it, makes it easy to, uh, commit certain financial activities. <laughs> no, actually, that's funny that you should say that. Because I had a, I, I got a phone call the other day from a guy asking me if I wanted like services for a CFO, and was like, <laughs> and I actually listened to him because I was like, hey, this guy sounds like he's going to make me money. <laughs> and he was like, yeah, you're Daniel Cawthorn, see, you're, you're a CFO, aren't you? And I'm like, no, nah, man, I'm just some dude. <laughs> yeah, they got pickles. Do they sell pickles? No, I think they do. Um. It's like car auctions, I think. Oh, pickles so, auctions. Like that, yeah. Wait, yeah. what do you mean? Yeah. They auction off pickles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> pickles. Auction off pickles. Yeah, so pickles is Australia's leading pickle industrial salvage asset remarketing company. With over 50 pickles worth of experience, 23 branches nationwide, mm. and 150 online pickles. Mm. Well, there you go. Pretty, well, that sounds dirty. Well, Dan. <laughs> Well, finally, Dan, to be honest, here at Critical Banter, we are actually looking for a CFO. Mm. And in the final part of this interview, our question is, if you could be any kitchen utensil, what would it be? So answer very carefully because whether or not we Uh, offer you this job depends on your answer. And there is a right answer. Damn. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's not looking good, Dan. That's hard. I'm going to go with a spatula Mm. because it's multi-purpose. Mm. Is that the right? That feels like that feels like the wrong answer. <laughs> Change my mind. I want to be a juicer. I want to be a juicer. <laughs> Out of interest, what is the correct answer? <laughs> there is, there no is absolutely. Cra- it's a stupid question. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be audacious to say there's a right answer, but we'll come back to you uh, with whether or not you got the job within 24 hours. Mm. Should we move on to the game, boys? Yes, let's move on to the game. Lovely. All right, boys, our game this week is what is the question? I thought, you know, we have a great improver in Dan, so why not play a little improv game? So, boys, the way the question works, the way the game works is I'm going to give you out an answer and I'm going to ask you what is the question to that answer. The funniest answer will win. Mm. So, we'll start with Dan and then we'll go with Ro and then Manny. So, boys, the first one. 
The answer is 2025. What is the question? Uh, how many is too many? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. You can't be doing that. <laughs> right? I believe the question is, uh, what year are tradies waiting for to pick up their girlfriends born in 2007? <laughs> <laughs> Tradie slander already. (laughs) I believe the question is, when will the Zeta variant hit the sunny shores of Sydney? (laughs) Oh, my God. Another crazy joke. Yeah. I don't appreciate the COVID jokes. Um, I'm going to have to give that one to Ro. Yes, sir. I'm all for the tradie slander, you know. Let's marginalize the group of listeners that we don't already have. (laughs) (laughs) All right, boys. The next one. The answer is Novak Djokovic. What is the question? Um... What does your computer spell when your cat walks across the keyboard? That's <laughs> <laughs> pretty good. <laughs> right? Serbian slander. <laughs> I'm all for that as well. <laughs> I believe the question is, James. according to the right, who has been the most oppressed man in human history? <laughs> <laughs> oh, got some good answers here. Manny? We'll see if this one's good. I believe the question, who has single-handedly turned the entire population of Serbia anti-vax? <laughs> yes, sir. <God>. <laughs> <laughs> he actually is a messiah, dude, to the Serbian. Shout out to yeah. Serbian listeners, yeah. To Slavic listeners. Um, I'm going to have to give that one to Dan for the pure uh, creativity of that one, I will say. Fair enough. Nice. All right, boys, the next one. The answer is 30 centimeters. What is the question? What is the least impressive marathon you've attempted? <laughs> <laughs> Bold of you to assume I've attempted a marathon. Marathon for ants, I reckon. Well, the keyword is attempted. Yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> you got 25. That's the best I can do. <laughs> Go on, Ron. We're going to have to hear it. All right. The answer is, how long are Ian Thorpe's flippers if you cut them in half? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you thinking of Ian Thorpe? I don't know. Dude, that man hasn't been relevant since 2000. Have you seen the guy's feet though? The guy's feet <laughs> I don't look at Ian Thorpe's feet in my spare time. Well, not in the last week. I haven't. <laughs> do you reckon, do you, Dan, you reckon you have any Ian Thorpe? He's got like size 16s on him. Size 16s? No way. He's got <laughs> proper flippers. <laughs> Custom-made kicks. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> like sideshow. <laughs> <bird feet. laughs> My question is no better. <laughs> well, I believe the question is, what is 11.811 inches in centimeters? <laughs> that's Stop. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> no, sorry, please. Dad's going to have to take that again. Dan, 2-1. Manny, you have to get on the board. Come on, lad. <sighs> yes. Pick it up, boys. All right. The next one. The answer is 48 hours. What is the question? Uh, what is an unreasonable amount of time to be in the bathroom? <laughs> <laughs> concerning amount of time. <laughs> Unbelievably <laughs> concerning. It's, yeah, yeah. It starts to get weird about the 36 hour mark. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <That's funny. laughs> 32. It's still fair safe. game. Fair game. Yeah. 32. 32 is fine. Yeah. I believe the answer is, how many hours did it take the guy in the movie to cut off his leg with a spoon when he was stuck in a rock? <laughs> That's, good. That's gone over my head. Do you not know the movie 147 hours? 127 oh, hours. Oh, whatever. I don't know. It's X amount of hours. <laughs> X. <laughs> so basically, a guy was, he was like rock climbing and then I think something happened and like a rock like trapped him in and his arm was stuck literally between the cliff face and a rock and then he had to literally chop his own arm off to get out. But he was awfully like trigger happy with the spoon. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Yeah, he had to to use a spoon to chop it off. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's wild. (laughs) Yeah. 
I believe the question is, on average, how long has it taken my crushes to reply to me? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Blue bombed. Do you give up at 48 hours or... Uh, no, you just send three more texts. 48 hours is average. Oh, <laughs> there's been longer, there's been shorter. Yeah. Um, absolutely stayed along. Just end up. Another hey. For that. <laughs> With two extra Ys and an X at the end. Maybe that'll work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. For that depressingly honest answer, I'm going to have to give that to Maddie. <laughs> I'm laughing through the pain. <laughs> All right. Next one. The answer is Sydney. What is the question? What is most likely to be closed at nine o'clock? Yeah. <laughs> well, we were trying to get dinner yesterday at nine o'clock and we went to three different places. It was a legit nightmare. There was nothing open. Yeah, it's, it's trash. I bought drinks. I bought alcoholic beverages in Melbourne. It was like past 12. It's like 12.30. I was like, my mind was fucking blown. The dream. <laughs> never experienced that. It's just insane. There's people out. They're like, they're smiling. The bar is so low coming from Sydney. Yeah, it actually is. You can buy yeah, shots off yeah, the world. Like, oh my God, people smile there? <laughs> <laughs> people are happy it. after midnight? What? <laughs> yeah, this is insane. All right. Uh, mine's a classic. Yep. The answer is, what city will I never be able to buy a home in? That is that is another painfully accurate one as well. Uh, yeah, that's 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 sort of dark. Mm. <laughs> uh, similar answers, Loki. I believe the question is: What is a top destination for tourists if they want to experience quite literally the worst nightlife in the world? Yeah, <laughs> very similar. <lines>. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I think similar theme there, yeah. shitting in our great city of Sydney. Yeah. <laughs> Love it, but we're gonna have to give that a yeah. three-way tie then because I can't pick one better than the other. Fair yeah. enough. I think I think I think, I think that's uh, that little that little segment is really uh, saying something to the people. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we're really selling Sydney. <laughs> Let me out! Let me out! <laughs> <laughs> All right, next one. The answer is the Wiggles. What is the question? Uh, what is the best music for lovemaking? <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! Could yeah. you imagine? <laughs> what's, what's that song? Big red car. <laughs> yeah. Not too bad. Yeah. Fruit salad. Is that, is that <laughs> bad? I can do another one. The, the Wiggles. This is the worst group of people to learn fingering off. This <laughs> is <laughs> 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 one of these ones. <laughs> oh. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, dear me. <laughs> Do we stand for wiggle slander? <laughs> no, I love that. I love that. Uh, Ro, can you top that? <laughs> I believe the question is, what was, Jeff- what was Jeffrey Epstein's favorite concert to attend? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. And I believe the question is, who are the second greatest band to come out of Australia after Sticky Fingers? <laughs> <laughs> I reckon it's <laughs> <laughs> Sticky fingers. Uh, <laughs> They're up there. Uh, quality answers. I'm gonna, uh, it's tough between Dan and Bro, I'm going to say, but I'm going to have to give that to Dan. No, Sorry, dude. What is this? Just use his guess. Yeah. Don't treat him differently. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Two more to go, boys. All right. So the answer is 12. What is the question? Uh, the question is... What is the median intellectual age of NRL players? (laughs) Generous there. That's doing them kindly. That is doing them so kindly. That's pretty kind. (laughs) 
Uh, I believe the answer is how many dollars would it take me to sell my body for fleeting TikTok fame? <laughs> <laughs> what, what's fleeting, bro? <laughs> fame is fleeting, dude. What, one week? One week, maybe. Be a viral video. $12. Too easy. And I believe the question is what is the age limit to enter Jeffrey Epstein's island? <laughs> <laughs> oh, come off it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna have to give that to Manny with the Jeffrey Epstein. Very good. He's, he's featured twice. So yeah, it's kind of concerning. Unplanned. Just <laughs> great minds think alike. On a list now, dude. <laughs> Q Anon people are gonna be coming after us now. Um, Asio has joined the chat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Last one, fellas, take us home. The answer is Scomo. What is the question? Uh, question is: Who makes the best home cooked curry in Hawaii? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I was hoping someone would make a curry joke. Very good. <laughs> Throw it up shakas all yeah. good. I believe the answer is who is the only world leader to use Ingadine Maccas as a location for his scat fetish? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I could say that. That's good. That's our Prime Minister. Uh, no. <laughs> that, well, yeah. Uh. Again, ACO is now coming to to our door. <laughs> I <laughs> believe the question is, who has put the quiet, unassuming Sydney suburb Engadine on the map? That's why it's unassuming. <laughs> I, was, I was in Engadine on Saturday for a party, for a hot lunch party. <laughs> uh, I actually even went to the Engadine Maccas. <laughs> oh, it's pretty good. Pretty, looking pretty clean. Looking pretty clean these days. Wow. <laughs> there's actually some. Uh, there's, a, there's a street artist who's actually put a big um, stick-up poster of oh. Scomo's face at Ingenine Macca's, and it just says 1977 or something on the thing, <laughs> and it's in a place they can't take it down. It's been up there for like six months. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. So remember that street artist is fucking great, great job. <laughs> I think someone put like a plaque or a shrine or something to commemorate. commemorate yeah. yeah, and it's like someone's redone it. A little gold plaque. Yeah. <laughs> above, above the one toilet. Yeah. Um, that yeah. final one, yeah. I think Ro will have to take the points for that one because he got the angered engine. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> but that brings us to the end of the game. So, well, I think Dan took that one out just. Uh, boys get better, honestly. Mm. <laughs> All right, boys. That brings us to the end of the episode. And a massive, massive thank you for Dan for coming on. Um, Dan, where can the listeners find you? Uh, they can find me at Daniel underscore Maxi. I'm um, on TikTok and Dan Maxi underscore on Instagram. Um, we're doing, um, we've got Neil and Dan and friends on Thursdays in Kings Cross and in Sydney. Um, we've also got uh, Melbourne shows on the first Sunday of every month. So February 6th, March 6th. And we're coming up to Newcastle. So if you're in Newcastle, come check us out there. It's going to go off. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. That's all right. If you want to come check out the show, watch um, Comedy Down Under is the weekly uh, comedy show. It's going up on New- Neil's YouTube, so I've been busy editing that. If you like laughing and having a good time and you want to see the best comics in Australia, go on YouTube, Comedy Down Under. Beauty. Lovely. All right. And if you want to find the rest of our episodes, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube. And as per usual, please give us a five-star rating on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Until next week, see you guys. See you later.